My top five podcasters, Chris, 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 Chris Lambert, and probably myself, but this ain't about that. The mundane festival is where you at. If you've been tapped in, you know what's up. If you're a first timer, hey, welcome to the club. The cost of admission is simply a subscription. Then rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. Don't worry about change ups, the cast won't break up. Even with that million dollar contract, show up a stand up guy who's a stand up comedian with a stance on everything from food to media. So, welcome to the show. Please take your seat. Let's find out what he's got in store this week. Who, me? I'm Don. Will you open the app? Thanks for coming out. Please clap. The Mundane Festival with your host, Chris Lambert. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Mundane Festival Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lamberth, recording this episode on Sunday, June 11th, <laughs> 2023. Remember, as always, you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. If you're really into this thing, wherever you listen to this show, give it a five-star review. Let everyone you know... Let everyone you know about this show. Share it with people. Because it's the right thing to do. You don't want to hurt my feelings. You don't want to be a... Uh, you don't want to disrespect this podcast if, you, if you're if you a fan. If you like this show, why don't you share the joy? Share it. Um, yeah, do, it's the right thing to do. Uh, you can email the show at mundanefestivalpod at gmail.com if you want. Uh, if you're really into this show, you can, you can subscribe on Patreon. It's uh, mundane. Was it patreon.com? <laughs> patreon.com slash mundane festival. It's three bucks a month. You get hours and hours and hours and hours of bonus content. There's some stand up videos up there. There's some. Uh, most recently, I did a um, series recap of Barry. We just talked about Barry. Uh, uh, the great Damien Lemon and I talked about that. That was a lot of fun. We also talked about pizza. Did we talk about? We talked about pizza. We talked about chicken, and then we talked about Barry. I was like, "Yeah, Lemon, come on the show. We'll talk Barry." And we just kind of started off talking about chicken and pizza. That was a nice diversion, you know. And then we talked about the great HBO series. Um, this is episode six hundred fifty-three, I believe. There's no guess. It's just me sitting here in my apartment. Uh, I just came from the movies. It was really hot. It wasn't really... No, it's not really hot, but it was just hot in here. So hot in her. Shout out to Nelly. Um, and I, the AC is on. The AC is on in my living room. So I, I hope you can't hear that. But it was just... It was too hot. So I... I you know... You know, you know I, I had to turn the AC on. <laughs> Uh, my apologies for the seven of you that like to listen to this show at 12.01. I'm a little late, but I'm always on time. Uh, so I hope that you enjoy this show either way. This might be a short one. And I know sometimes when I say, oh, it's going to be short, and it ends up being four hours. But, um, yeah, so 
My week was pretty busy. I had I had a good I I had a good week. Uh, a, a friend of mine. Um, I don't want to say too much. It's not like a top secret thing, but a friend of, of mine was in in a text thread. He's like, I have this event coming up on Sunday. This was last week. And it, you can test drive this this car, and you can go watch this the F one event, and you you could you could watch the F one races, and you can you can test drive this new car that we got coming out. And I said, you know what? I'm not doing anything on Sunday morning. I'm gonna do it. Where is it? And he's like, it's in Long Island, and it's in the Hamptons. And I was like, holy shit, that's a long drive. But I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I drove out there. It wasn't much of a schlep. I got up pretty early. The event was at 9. I think I got up at like 6.30-ish. He kind of scared me. I was like, yeah, I'll probably leave at 7. So I got like an hour, 20 minutes, if that. And he's like, well, you might want to get up at 6.30. I was like, and go. I'm like, oh, shit. But the drive there was not bad at all. Uh, like one podcast. I think I listened to like maybe one and a half podcasts, uh, if that. And I got there and I stopped at Cumberland Farms. You know you're in a new area when you're at you stop at a Cumberland Farms. I think Cumberland Farms is a more of a New York state-based place. But I, I think I've seen them in like upstate New York, close to Massachusetts. And I got a I stopped and got myself a breakfast sandwich. Uh, like a, a sausage egg and cheese croissant. It was pretty good. I didn't know how because I hadn't eaten anything. So I said, let me just get something. So I don't I know they're supposed to have a a breakfast spread at this place. But you don't know. You don't want to be a savage eating breakfast. And and I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to be an ass eat like an ass. I don't do that anyway. But you just don't want to do that. And your your friend has invited you to a place and uh, you want to you don't want to disrespect your friend. He said, well, this fucking guy you invited you know, uh, he ate up all our hash browns. I didn't want to be that guy. So I, I, I was not that guy. And so I get there and they have the F1 races going on. F1 race start. I don't know shit about F1 racing. I know Lewis Hamilton is, uh, the black guy and that's cool. He didn't win. I think he was second or third place. Um, and that was that was fun and they did have a nice breakfast spread i had a little bit of bacon some eggs and some uh i guess you call those home fries they're little potatoes and they were good they were probably from some random deli out there in the hamptons and uh it was great it was all these different i think for a while i was the only black person then a couple of of us came in and that made me feel better but these people are super rich I didn't realize I was in the Hamptons until I got there. I was like, oh, this is the Hamptons. And it was kind of like in the cut. The last time I was in the Hamptons I was right before uh, Trump's election. And that was in 2016, like maybe uh, yeah, it was November of 2016. And I remember going to this show, doing this show. I opened and uh, I just remember it was like at this... Um, I don't know what you call it, but it was, I guess it was just like, not even a town hall. It's just one of those, like, some places up in the Northeast, they have these places called, like, sheds, but it's not really, like, it's like a community center. It's like a multi-purpose 
town hall type place. I don't know that it's necessarily that that it's like a. I don't know. Do we? We kind of have that like in in PG County, like Park Maryland National Park and Planning Commission, those MNC PPC sites. Well, whatever this place was, this was like a multi-purpose venue, and it was a nice it was a nice place because it was in the Hamptons. But I didn't really get to see anything in the Hamptons because it was so dark. And by the time we had gotten there, it was dark. It was it was it was like uh, magic hour, and then it got dark. And driving back, you can't really see anything. Uh, but um, it was that, and I remember these. I remember this lady saying, just kind of overhearing this lady say, I'm going to vote for Trump. And I was like, oh, my God. And uh, and he, he won, obviously. And he's been indicted again. So I think he's supposed to turn himself in this week. We'll see. Um, so that so I remember that. And then this time I, I did get to see it was really beautiful. I stopped at that Cumberland Farms. And then I drove through another way, like the back roads, and you can see all these really beautiful houses. Not very, not very ostentatious, but beautiful nonetheless. Jersey, like the places I've been the last time I did a show in West, is it West? Sopac, South Orange. When I did that show at Sopac, um, I was driving through there and the houses were just huge and opulent it would they were just incredible and that's one of the reasons that i like jersey like if i if i made it if i if i made like big time money i don't think i would leave jersey uh i like it because it's close to the city with this this particular area most most of like the north most of what, what people consider north jersey is pretty nice and if I had money like that, I'd, I don't know, I'd make my mom stay up here and uh, I would get a, uh, I'd have a, like a fucking huge, crazy house. Um, But they're, they're really, really beautiful. Jersey, what I always say is Jersey gets a bad rap. It's a lot of nice places here. And uh, the stuff, the places that I've seen in Jersey have been like more ostentatious and opulent than the what I've seen in Long Island so far. Now I know there's a part that I have not seen, uh, but there were some super rich people that came to this event. Uh, and you can tell, and I, I, I tweeted this folks. I remember watching succession and I saw people, <laughs> I saw some of the characters, almost all the characters who had phones, they had iPhones with like no, protective case and really i think that's for the most part i I think i've heard like marcus brownlee say this or or somebody said like yeah you know you don't really you then apple doesn't really want you to have a case you can really just have the phone without a case but most people get cases for their phones regardless of what their phone is but none of these people had cases on their uh iphones and they just like this is like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollar piece of electronics, electric electronic equipment, like just no case whatsoever. And you know, and I, I told my friend, I said, you know, they got money when they don't have no case on the iPhone. 
they they and he fell out laughing. But it was uh, it was it was pretty cool. So I watched that. The food was good. Like the breakfast spread they had was really good. And then I got to drive the car because I was there first. I got to be one of the first people to test drive at that event. And it's a an electric car, and it's um, it's beautiful. I'm not gonna say the brand. I don't want to, you know, mess anything up with, for my friend. But it was really nice. Uh, it took some time to get used to a little bit of time. I, I think I drove for like ten or fifteen minutes, like in on the highway and on the little roads they had over where we were at, and uh, it was pretty cool. It was a very expensive car. Uh, he did not want me to use the brake and that was weird if you kind of take your foot off the brake of the car when you take your foot off the accelerator the car kind of slows down anyway so that was that was cool uh it took some time to get used to and then i just test drove it and um that was fun it was fun every time i get in, in a new car it makes me feel like oh my god my car is like uh, like oh, it makes you feel like you're getting into like a a, a Model T, <laughs> and you get a rental or 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 you ride in a new car, but I think that's just how it is. But my car is paid for, and I always feel like when you finish paying for a vehicle, then it's just a countdown to goodbye. I'm gonna try to hold on to my car for as long as I can, and uh, but we'll see how long it it, it goes. Um, so that was really fun. The not fun part was schlepping back to back home to Jersey. I always thought that, and I that's it's happened to me twice before. It's happened to me before, where not that 2016 time it was pretty pretty good getting back, but coming back it took like it took longer there's more traffic more people heading out of long island um i thought it was but sundays are those days when people are they're trying to get back into near the city they're trying to get back home so it's always kind of a shit show and the summertime is like that but uh overall i had a good time it was something that i wouldn't normally do so i decided that i would do that and it was it was fun um and and the night before, I had a show in Rutherford, New Jersey, at the Williams Center. This show they called The Next Big Thing. Shout out to Hatem Gaber, who produces the show. It was, it was fun. It was uh, good. It was one of the good things about it. It was in Rutherford, New Jersey. It was maybe 20 minutes away from me. And it was at this place called the Williams Center, which is a, a place in Rutherford, obviously. And they used to be a movie theater, and it and someone recently bought it, and they kind of I had changed ownership, and they're bringing it back, so they're starting to do more comedy there, and this was the second show, uh, that they were doing of that. So I guess they'll be they'll be trying to build the place back up, and they'll have bigger shows in their on their main stage, and the place was named after the Pulitzer Prize winning poet William Carlos Williams who had been born and raised in Rutherford and they call Rutherford a, bur- a borough and um, they used to have movies there and I think they're going to put a burger restaurant there and um, all these different spaces so it'll hopefully they build it back up and it'll be uh, 
back because I remember it kind of brought me- brought back memories. And this is another thing. Like I always say, Jersey. You know, I just said it five minutes ago. How Jersey gets a bad rap. This is a nice little town, and it's it, East Rutherford is where the Giants and the Jets play, and where Taylor Swift was. Uh, that was she there that weekend? Oh, a couple weeks ago. And um, I think Ed Sheeran's around. I don't know. But I think I think he might be. Because I saw another advisory uh, when I was going into the city yesterday. They were like, oh, concert alert or some event alert. And I didn't know Taylor Swift was there for like two or three days. Um, anyway, uh, it was cool. The, there was a small crowd. Uh, I think maybe there might have been too many comics on the show. Or comics doing long, too many comics doing long sets. I closed out the show, and they seemed like they were almost over it. So I did some jokes that were like, that I that will kind of wake them up a little bit. And then I was like, look, guys, I don't know. I mean, I already got paid. <laughs> the the producer put the he messaged me the, you know, he zelled me, and I was like, all right, but I I'm like I'm there to have a good time. But then after the show, people were like, oh, that was a good show. We really enjoyed it. I was like, did you? Really? Did you? Uh, that was one that was kind of a, a struggle. Um, but I remember I used to do open mics, not at the Williams Center, but at this, at this learning center that's close by. And they used to have a mic there, and it was pretty fun. And I met a lot of Jersey comics that way. Uh, yeah, it just brought back memories. Um, I used to go there on Friday nights when I wasn't getting booked anywhere. I would just go there on Friday nights and work. Fucking kill it. And then there's also the the place I've mentioned a bunch of times. It's kind of a, a Christian burrito spot in Newark in the Ironbound called Seven Burritos. I don't know why it was called Seven Burritos, but maybe it's because they, maybe they had seven different burritos that they made, or if it was like had something to do with the seven sacraments. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I remember doing open mics there, and it was more of a like a music open mic, and the host the host was a musician, so he would play. And I think you get to do like 15 minutes. So I got to like just kind of rock out and do the do long sets and uh, get my legs, sea legs doing that. It was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, was, those were those were good times. So, yeah. And, and this past week on Friday, so my we because of the apocalyptic smoke haze. Uh, ruining the air quality. I was supposed to do a show in Williamsburg at Pete's Candy Store, and that got canceled. I initially hit up Gabe Pacheco, friend of the podcast, who books the show. I said, hey, man, I'm not going to come. This is uh, this is crazy out here. And he's like, oh, I totally get it. You're making the right choice. You're, you're making the smart choice. And then about 15, 20 minutes later, he hits up the group on Instagram and saying, hey, we're going to rebook you guys in July or something, and we'll figure something out. So I was like, oh, good. I didn't have to uh, be bummed out to miss a show, and and those guys don't hate me. But uh, so that was a bummer. Thankfully, um, it wasn't too bad where my mom was in Maryland. 
um but it was really bad it i I just thought it was gonna rain and i looked at the news then i looked at like my twitter and all that stuff it was it was really bad um jody comer who's doing a show on broadway was like seven minutes in or 10 15 minutes into her show her matinee and she said i can't do it she was like i can't breathe and so she left the stage and they i don't know if they refunded the money but i saw a little piece on that um yeah it was really bad so thankfully it and it looked a lot better on thursday and uh by friday it was it was looked like just a normal day and we even got a little bit of rain uh, I noticed when I was sitting in my car uh, in Bushwick, it, we got a little bit of rain. Um, I did this show called um, Laying It Down, um, hosted by Shalewa Sharp and Carolyn Castiglia, uh, both friends of the podcast. They've both been on the pod. Um, Shalewa, you know, she's been on the show a couple times and we just... I think one time we just shot the shit, but then we talked about St. Vincent for at least, I think for the last two albums she did, we talked about it, about her St. Vincent's albums. And we ranked them the last time, but I always loved talking to Shaleo and it was great to see her, great to see Carolyn. And it was in at this place called Eris Evolution in Brooklyn. And I, I asked, I, I it was so cool. This, this is like one of those things, and I, I've not to try to sugarcoat stuff or sound sweet or all that saccharine and all that stuff, but it really, it kind of brought this, doing that show on a Friday night, it's this arts event space where they have, uh, it looks like they got a main stage. I didn't get to, I didn't go in there. And then they have like a basement uh, room that has uh, a stage there. And it was so much fun. I, I told Shalewa this was like, after the show, it brought me back to my roots, like coming out middle of nowhere, Brooklyn. But now this this place, it seems like they've just built up so much of Brooklyn now. And I, I always joke and say, what hath Lena Dunham wrought? <laughs> I always say that because uh, just one time, I think round whenever Girls was out, uh, it might have been 2010 or 11 or something early, not the aughts, but like around the time I started was 2009 and wherever whenever girls came when did girls come out let me see girls oh am I actually girls I was just there I just saw it pop up alright there we go girls was when did it come out okay 2012 April 15th 2012 April 16 2017 so yeah around that time I remember it was hard to park in Brooklyn it was like uh, I think I might have been in Williamsburg and there was an Apple store there I was like oh my god I was like what hath Lena Dunham wrought I was like blaming on her but you obviously can't blame shit on her I just I don't I know people are I know she's problematic for a lot of people but I, I just playfully joke about I don't you know I don't have any ill will towards her, but um, yeah, it's it's different now, and there's just a lot. And I was gonna go to this place that the homie D Lemon recommended, the cuts and slices, and I was like, I don't wanna, I don't. I was like, 
I didn't want to risk it being like missing going there and having to wait in line and then being late for the show. So I just kind of chilled and waited. If they'd have stayed open longer, I, I would have gone. But um, yeah, they have like this cuts and slices. I we didn't they, Lemon and I didn't talk about it on the Patreon, but there's this place in Brooklyn where they have like gourmet type pizza. Like that, everybody's talking about the oxtail pizza that they have and you can get shrimp and all this kind of stuff on there i'm super conservative when it comes to something like stuff like that with pizza but it the 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 mystique around it being like such a cool place everybody says it's good and it's black owned and you want to help out and it's kind of trendy and all that stuff uh comes into play that uh piques my interest and and gets me excited about trying a place like that um one day i'll get to it hopefully this summer i'll I'll get to it i'll if i have enough i might use a pto day and just go down there and check it out um so i was gonna do i was thinking about doing that because even last week when i was getting a haircut at the one of the bar the owner of the barber shop was talking about he had some pizza from cuts and slices and he got his nephew to get him some and he's talking about how somebody paid like 60 bucks for a, a one pie or something like that i was listening to it and he was i think he had like shrimp pizza or something and it was he said it was really good um yeah but i'm i'm super cons- i'm just really when it comes to that stuff like with burgers and all that i'm just like bacon lettuce tomatoes onions pickles ketchup mayo mustard something like that and then it just depends like even now like a place like shake shack you just you get what they put like you get their burger sauce or whatever um yeah so i did not do that but one day i will um so that was fun and the show was great i'm talking about food and the (laughs) practicing my craft was really good it was fun i closed out that show i was working on some new new stuff and I've found that, oh, I could, if I'm doing a longer set, I could tack this other piece onto what I was working on. So I should have, part of me just felt like I should have um, just went into that new piece and not have done some of the stuff at the top. But part of me, when I go to Brooklyn, I don't know, I, I feel like I started out there when I started comedy. That was one of the places where I cut my teeth that area and i wanted to see if like the stuff that i do everywhere else would work there because it's just a different type of crowd i remember having like that some kind of just a slight pushback um before the pandemic i want to just say maybe like 2018 2019 where the crowd was like super tight and stuff i'm like come on you guys i'm not that type of comic that's like pushing buttons in that way like i can get i can be dark i can be you know funny like yeah i can be i am funny but i can be really dark at times but it's not anything that's like oh, you can't you're not gonna see me on my next album cover with like caution tape over my face or like or over my lips and saying i'm too hot for tv or too hot for whatever you know I'm not going to do that. So I'm not that dude. But those those kids at, and I call them kids, those kids at Union Hall 
uh, that night. I was just like, really? And I ended up having a good set, but it was just like, really, you guys are 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 uh, bristling up at this. But that's more of them, and and, and less on me. Uh, but it was it. But this night was really fun. I had a great set, and uh, went and got some groceries from uh, CVS. Not necessarily gr- groceries, but things I needed from CVS. That's how I end end uh, end a night of doing comedy. And I think I just maybe fell asleep to watching you YouTube videos. So that was my life. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, there's a couple. Uh, we'll talk about a couple TV shows. Hey, do I, do I have any TV? I've just been watching Silo. I finished the Dave finale. That's fun. That was actually that finale was really good. That was crazy. Although I'm kind of mad that. Well, I don't want to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it. But um, yeah, still getting over the withdrawal of like. Barry, I like Succession. I thought it was great, but I was not super obsessed like a lot of people were. But I did like the show. I think that show, for me, for me, it warrants a rewatch. Uh, and then I can just kind of consume it and really be immersed in everything in that Waystar, Royco world that they've created. But um, yeah, kind of on withdrawal from Barry. Uh, the Ted Lasso finale it's okay like I'm not I think it was a solid show um, it was fine uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that Apple Apple TV plus show platonic with Rose Byrne you know I'm gonna watch if you know my act if you've seen my act uh, you know I like Rose Byrne uh, her and uh, Seth Rogen that show called platonic um, I started watching Slow Horses. I got to restart that because I wasn't all all the way locked into it. Um, what else? The oh, the Idol, the the new HBO. Is that HBO? It's on HBO. The new HBO show, um, or Matt the Max show uh, about the pop star going through uh, mental troubles and then she's trying to get her get a new sound going and then uh the weekend plays her Svengali guru type it's it's fine i know a lot of people were kind of trashing it but it's it's okay it's like you know it's 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 all right it's all right so far i'm gonna stick with it if you watch you they were they were definitely being kind of uh there were some moments that i was like oh you guys are really really uh pushing the envelope here i i get what you guys are doing all right i see it sam levinson's uh and the weekend's brain brainchild it's fine so far i'll see where it goes um it says like reviews audience wow 27 percent on rotten tomatoes five out of ten on imdb google i guess this is google google reviews 2.2 I haven't given it a chance, but um, it's okay. It was entertaining enough. It's kind of like a kind of shitting on Hollywood in a lot of ways. Like, like I like I like uh, listening to um, Bill Hader doing interviews on and podcasts on the Prestige TV podcast talking about. They asked him if uh, he 
was kind of lampooning Hollywood or making making comments or kind of it being like a satire or just kind of shitting on Hollywood. He said, well, you know, it's kind of like you have to love the industry you're making fun of a little bit in order to make fun of it. Um, it's not it's not all bad. But some of those shows like that that are kind of inside baseball are, are I tend to enjoy. And, and Barry was a little. I don't know if that was it was a it was a bit of a heightened version of show business, but uh, it actually wasn't that far off. Um, there was a show on HBO called Unscripted that um, Steven Soderbergh produced. And I think George Clooney did, too. Uh, uh, Let me see. Uh, Unscripted. Yeah, it was an American comedy drama series about actors taking an acting class. They had Frank Langella, Krista Allen, Jennifer Hall, and Brian Greenberg. Three young, struggling actors... Uh, try to navigate the maze of agents, auditions, and avarice that is Hollywood, frequently turning to their acting teacher for advice. As the title implies, the dialogue is mostly improvised with situations based on the lives of the cast and creators. So yeah, it was directed by George Clooney, Grant Heslov, and Clooney Soderbergh and Heslov and some other folks produced it. I think it was like 005. Okay, yeah, they only did one season. I have it on DVD. I actually liked it. It was actually pretty good um that kind of reminded me barry kind of reminded me of that and you know it was like that show if one of them was a uh unhappy hitman um so that's a show i recommend i don't know i I don't know if it's on max now or how you can get it but I, i i do have it on uh dvd i'll probably revisit that soon um I talked about Silo is, is solid. I continue to watch that. Um, yeah, I think that's it for TV. As far as movies, I watched into what is it? Across the Spider Verse uh, again. I saw that uh, for the second time. This time I saw it in IMAX. The first time I saw it in Dolby. And once you see it the second time, the pacing's a lot better. Uh, it doesn't feel as long as it as the as it did the first time. I didn't think it was like you almost think like oh yeah it was kind of long, but then what would they cut? And I was I was good with that with everything they did. I really enjoyed it, but I noticed like and I I saw a story about sound issues, and I noticed a couple of I didn't say it when Tim and I were talking. I'm not gonna spoil anything for those of you that haven't seen it issues sound issues across the spider verse let me see if anything yeah so i see an article for variety sony sent a updated version of spider-man across the spider verse to movie theaters after sound complaints after fans reported sound mixing issues in Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Sony Pictures had sent updated version of the film to movie theaters. The complaints were mainly targeted at low audio levels during the introductory scene in the animated Spidey sequel, which centers on Haley Steinfeld's Spider-Woman character, 
Gwen Stacy. Yeah, that's I noticed that too. Um, so yeah, they they are gonna they are they did do that. I don't know for how many, but it was still it was still good, and there was different nuances that I picked up on different things that I picked on that I picked up on that I didn't the first time, and that's always fun, even if you didn't like do a super deep dive into um on youtube for new rock stars or heavy spoilers or whatever nerd lord you choose to (laughs) to click on news video i enjoy them all or screen crush um it was it was it was really good and i i don't i'm not gonna see it again i just wanted to see it in imax before like the transformers came out all these other movies came out uh I do like that format at the local mall, at the Garden State Mall. I just know, I I think maybe, I don't know if I see myself see, going to see it in IMAX in the city, unless I'm on a date or something, but I don't think I would, I would schlep out just to see that. It would be nice to see Tom Cruise in that really legitimate IMAX though. I don't know. I might. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to speak too soon. But I think, unless I'm with some friends or something or a date, I'm not gonna. I don't. I think I'll just wait. Or I'm gonna see. Obviously, gonna try to see it open in weekend. But I wouldn't mind if it's in Dolby. Um, but we'll see. Oppenheimer. I don't know about either. I don't know. Do you see that? Write in to me. Tweet me. Do you see Oppenheimer in IMAX? Do you see it in 70 millimeter? What What are you guys doing? You let me know. I'm, I'm going to have to post that. What are folks doing with that? Um, that's coming up soon. So, yeah, I did. I did enjoy. Enjoyed on the second watch. Um, yeah. And then after a few months, when it comes out on digital, I'll, I'll buy it unless the. I hope hopefully it has special features like the other one did. I think I bought the, I think I bought into the Spider Verse on on like uh, Blu-ray, but it also came with a digital copy. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, so I I just came from seeing um, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. And I just wanted to check it out. Like, it was a big release. I had a ticket for Thursday, for Thursday and I just didn't go because of the 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 weather and the, the climate, the temperature, all that shit. What do you call it? The outside. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the fucking smoke was outside. But it wasn't that bad on Thursday. But I just said, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not. I don't want to. I'm not pressed. But I did want to see it, so I saw it this morning, and I got to the th- I got to the theater early. I thought it was a nine o'clock show, but it was a ten o'clock show. So I like <laughs> I was in line, and so so at AMC, obviously I talk about this Stubbs thing all the time, and there's been so many times where people who don't pay Stubbs prices, they don't have the membership. They're in the the regular people line. And then I'm in the, I'm in the premiere line, and I I saw these these white people uh, try to cut in front of me when they said next. And, he said, and the guy tried to say, 
oh, did you mean, did you, he tried to like say, oh, did you mean for premiere or did you just mean for this line? And so I'm in, I'm in premiere, but I didn't, I didn't like acquiesce. I didn't stop. I just went and got my water and my smart water and my peanut M&Ms. And I went into the theater and I was like, uh, oh, nobody's in here. I looked and I said, oh, it's 10 o'clock, not nine. And instead of going into the, the regular theater to, to the nine o'clock screening where I just said, I'll just wait in my car. And so I listened to the new uh, Janelle Monet sex album. What's, <laughs> what's the name of her album? Uh, uh, what's it? I'll, I'll, shit. I'll talk about that later. But I listened to her album and kind of just chilled in the, in the car until the movie came and uh yeah it was it was uh wow this album this is uh this is a very this is a very sexy out age the age of pleasure is her album just i just googled she is just a fucking she's uh beautiful i know everybody's been been talking about her and i saw that video you somebody that lipstick lover video somebody got pregnant i know somebody got pregnant during the making of that video like after they they like said cut somebody was in a room somewhere and at least one person got pregnant that was uh that's more of a sex filled video than I've ever seen like more than I think pumps and a bumps pumps hammers pumps and a bump was uh probably the the sexiest it's not the sexiest video but just it just looked like an orgy or just a, like a bacchanal of just uh, a lot of beautiful women and one of my homies sent me a, a a video a little clip of Janelle Monet with the vinyl of her album and she's like going I guess she's in a record store or something she picks up her album and she's like strutting down the hall the down the hall hall of the uh, she's just strutting in in the record store, and she opens up the vinyl, and it's a picture of her her titties. And um, I just wrote back. I said, to, I wrote back to my friend. I said, I guess I gotta get this vinyl. But she is so beautiful, and she's just an incredible. I don't know if I want to say per. It's that's bad to say, it, but her body is amazing, and for a tiny woman, like she's she's beautiful. She's uh, she's she's special i'm not trying to be um she's a beautiful woman yeah that's all i'll say all right back to trans and she's very talented too she came on the scene with like oh this is clearly you could see she was beautiful but you didn't know what she was hiding under those like uh tuxedo shirts and and suits and shit you didn't know nobody knew except her lavas but nobody knew and uh, she's clearly talented. And I always just said, oh, she's good. I like this music that she had. Oh, there's a singer lady in Moonlight. She was good in Moonlight. She's good in the Glass Onion. She was good in that. Um, very talented black woman. Um, so that's a music review for you. It is, and it's good. Kind of had like a little bit of some reggae vibes. Very sensual. I thought it was going to be like one of those like records that would be too sexy to listen to in the car when I wasn't trying to think about sexy time like a Jill Scott album I forget what whatever the was it 
the Honey Molasses record that Jill Scott had that that was kind of like, oh, I I don't think I should be listening to this as I'm driving the work. This is really sexy. This is it's too sexy. If Darren Patterson's listening to he's he would know what SNL sketch that was. I think it was I forget what sketch that was. I don't know if it was Fred Armisen and somebody. It's too sexy, too sexy. But Jill Scott's album, just she's just very sensual. Another talented, uh, beautiful black woman. Anyway, the Transformers. Let's just, just get back to uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Let me read you the little blurb here. Uh, Unite for or fall. A 90s globetrotting adventure that introduces the Maximals, the Predacons, and Terrorcons to the existing battle on Earth between Autobots and Decepticons. I know that they were this, this was supposed to be the 90s. I totally forgot that until I just read this. But they did have 90s hip hop playing, but I still was I didn't put two and two together. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, it's, okay, the 90s. All right." Uh it stars Anthony Ramos, Dominique Fishback, uh Luna Lauren Velez. Is she in Spider-Verse too? I know she's a twin. I don't know if her sister. Yeah, okay, so that was her. Um Another beautiful woman. All right. She plays their mom. Her, Anthony Ramos's mom. Solid movie. I liked it. Pete Davidson was in it. He played Mirage. He was a comedy, comic relief. I gave this three and a half stars because I got emotional I don't, at one point towards the end. And I don't know what that is. I think maybe am I, I'm, I'm a, not necessarily known as a super tough guy you know i can tell you if i get emotional or cry or something uh i don't know uh, maybe that's me losing testosterone me getting older we're getting it getting a little a little emotional at certain pivotal points where you you know what they're doing you know you're being manipulated just like that when i was talking about uh, a good person that morgan freeman uh florence Pugh movie i know what they're doing i know this character who's passed away is doing a voiceover and from a letter that he left. <laughs> I know what the fuck that's supposed to do to you when you're watching it. And yet and still I, I cried. And there was a moment where a character had to have this realization and step his game up. And I said, oh boy, wow, what the fuck is happening here? Why am I tearing up? But uh, I had to give it, I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd because it did, it did get some emotion out of me. Where I wasn't expecting. Uh, early on, I dozed off a couple times. It's not because the movie was boring. It's because I got up at five o'clock, six o'clock, whatever. I I rode on my exercise bike, and I um, uh, was up, and I probably should have just took gone back to sleep and and not have gone to the movie. And I said, Oh God, am I gonna make it through this? And I did. And uh, it was fine. I liked the CGI. The Autobots really get their ass kicked. They get their asses kicked a lot in these movies. Did they get their asses kicked in the other ones? Bumblebee, not so much. But it just looked like Optimus Prime was just getting his ass beat. I don't like how they try to give him a mouth. I like that little, the little shield visor that he has. In the cartoon, it moved up and down. 
This one, sometimes it comes on and comes back off. But, it, you know, it, I didn't care for that. Trying to, We know he's talking. We know that's him talking. You know what I mean? Uh, so what, what, what do I know? But it was entertaining. And I, I was in the elevator with a nice black family. They held the door uh, elevator for me. And they liked it. They're uh, a nice uh, black family. And they said, oh, I like that. And that was, and they said, uh, yeah, that, I liked Pete Davidson too. He was good. And the dad said, huh, Pete Davidson? She said, yeah, that was him. And so you just didn't know know because he had the they did the, a thing with his voice. I was just said to myself, no, you could tell that's Pete Davidson. The dad probably just didn't know, you know. But they the the wife and son didn't know all knew, and I didn't want to say I didn't want to say anything like I know Pete, so I did comedy with him before he blew up, so you know. But I didn't say that. I just they was kind. They were kind enough to let me be in the elevator with them and. Uh, I let them be on on their way, but I thought it was I thought it was uh, a solid movie. I don't think it's something you have to see in IMAX. If you're a Transformers fan, I think you'll be entertained. Dominique Fishback did well. Um, it, it was it's just a solid solid movie with a, a couple of couple of post credit scenes. So don't leave right away. Um, yeah, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Uh, and I'll give you one more. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Holy shit, was that a... That, that had to be one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Um, I said it's... I said, this is my letterbox review. I gave it four and a half stars. One of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. It's like they made a live-action version of God of War with less powerful characters who are hilarious and flawed. And this movie stars Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Reggae Jean Page, Justice Smith, Sophia Lillis, and Hugh Grant, and Chloe Coleman. So much fun. I was not a fan. I've never played Dungeons & Dragons the game. It's based on a board game and all that stuff that the, these D&D nerds love. And uh, it was this sprawling adventure and a lot of fun. I think it's worth your time. Uh, I did like a... Uh, what did I do? Like a, a free trial with Paramount Plus. And I um, watched it um, on Saturday afternoon. Really enjoyed it. Really fun. Super funny. Uh, a lot of laughs. Uh I highly recommend it. Um, there, there is, there is some music. So I mentioned, I mentioned uh, what you call it. Um, Janelle Monae. She's, she's, she's super talented. It's good. It's very sex positive. Um. Jenny Lewis, new album called Joy Y'all. Uh, I thought it was good. I listened to it on the way to my show on uh, Friday. I love Jenny Lewis. Pure singer. Uh, just super talented. Um, I love her voice. I'm debating on whether I'm going to go see her when she comes into the city. There's some I've seen her a, a, a quite a few times. Two, like two or three times. Uh, and she's terrific. But then there's other shows that I want to go to, so I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. 
and I just one of my friends just told me about uh, a, a show that I, I'm tempted to go to, you know, so I don't I don't know. But I, I love Jenny Lewis before the pandemic. I drove out to um, the Calvin Theater in where is that at? It's in Massachusetts, but I was trying to the Calvin Theater, Northampton, Mass. Um, oh, I was temporarily closed. Oh, man. So I'm glad I got to go. It's a nice theater in that town. Um, so, uh, yeah, so many shows. I, I'm, I'm making it a point to my, for myself to just try to see more, more live music. Um, that's what I want to do this year and just continue to do for as long as I can. I don't really want to do that. Um, and are there, uh, is there other, is there more Muzak? Muzak that I've I know there's some stuff that I've been listening to let's see uh, this guy named Jordan Reiki I don't know I think I shazammed one of his songs uh, Reiki how does he spell it R-A-K New Z's a, a musician from New Zealand a New Zealand Australian musician kind of sings like a black guy oh he has a tiny desk alright I gotta remember that I'm gonna let's see okay I don't wanna mess I don't wanna get flagged so he this is from three years ago I'll listen to that okay babyface has a new tiny desk up so I gotta listen to that but I've listened to him. I think I shazammed one of his songs before and just added him to a playlist. I was getting an oil change yesterday and his song came up and I was like, oh, okay, let me let me listen to his stuff. And he's good. Really good stuff. I listened to I'm trying to think what I it's got an album out called Bruises. Um, but I think that I listened to something else. Let me see might be able to tell you in a minute albums I listened to his first album first album his first album is called cloak and that came out in 2016 so that's what I listened to uh, yesterday and I think he had his latest was called what we call life that came out in 2021 September of 2021 but that's what I've been listening to I uh, started listening to this artist named Eloise who's from the UK her album's called Drunk on a Flight but I have not finished it yet but I did listen to it and then um, I don't think I mentioned this Rory from Rory of Rory and Mall fame and uh, formerly of the Joe Budden podcast yeah, this R&B compilation album that is called I Thought It'd Be Different and that is good this is like like R&B acts like Fonte's got a record on here um Sinead Harnett's got a record on here um J Electronica's on a song Gold Link so it's it's good like some newer newish artists and he put this together, and it's good. It's like kind of like where I where I've been saying, like, oh, it just seems like everybody in the UK is just doing the R and B stuff 
that people used to do over here and like these are you know americans with the exception of sinead harnett and maybe a couple others i don't know but it's it's you know people from our soil doing american r&b music so it's good um and it's only 40 minutes a lot of these albums are pretty short now uh i think the the janelle monet album is only like 32 minutes or so but it's it's good that's what i've been listening to and folks i reckon i reckon that's the show i've i've blabbed enough I, i told you i'd try to keep it at a decent length here well, you got almost an hour, so you, you did that pretty good. So, uh, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this. I really appreciate you. Um, and I will talk to you next time. Take it easy, everybody.